we'd like to welcome you to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. In this episode, we give thanks. During this time of the season, it's important to take stock of the good things in life. Let's talk about customer and employee appreciation and how you can give back to your community. Here's what's coming up. I don't wait for once a year. I try to do it uh, on a regular basis, if for nothing else, so that I keep my attitude on the right side. We need to go above and beyond and they make them feel more appreciated at times. It sounds crazy. Um, I always thought that meetings were selfish and something that I needed. And it turns out that uh, the staff puts that as number one. We really have a kind of an extra duty out there to really take care of people's emotional needs, make them feel safe, make them feel that we can be trusted. And so that, you know, when they spend that money, they don't feel bad. For a better business, a better life, a better industry, the Institute's leading edge. Today on my panel, uh, we've got BJ Lee, Bill Greeno, Ryan Klo, myself, and my dad, Cecil Bullard. I'd like to give a special thank you to all of those who support the Institute uh, during this holiday season. Uh, it just, we, we wouldn't be able to be here if it weren't for you guys. Um, now, today's episode, Giving Thanks, uh, we're going to talk about customer appreciation, uh, employee appreciation, as, as well as giving back to your community uh, and, and the things that you can do to really take, a, take stock of the good things in your life. Um, so my very first question for the panel, and I'll give this to uh, the things that you my dad. Why is it important to take stock of what you're thankful for? I'll give this to BJ. Was <laughs> it me? Important to take. Yeah, you are. I'll answer the question. Um, Sorry, I was trying to look at Facebook. I had two things going at once, and, you know, I can't do two things at once any, anymore. I'm getting old. <laughs> um, I, I think for me, I, I can either be focused on the good stuff or the bad stuff, and it's really hard to be focused on both at the same time. So um, I find myself often getting in the, this doesn't work, this isn't right, and, uh, and that creates a certain attitude and a certain... Uh, 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 feeling. And so I think for me, I have to stop every once in a while and take a good look at what's really working and, and, and all of the things that I appreciate and kind of count my blessings. Uh, because that, that makes, that makes me a better person. Uh, that makes me, makes me feel better. Uh, um, and I, I think in understanding that my staff, uh, the people that are around me, the, the people that I love and care about, um, if I'm in a funk all the time, it isn't going to be good. I have to, I have to let them know also, uh, what they, that they're good and that, and that, uh, and that there's positive things going on. So for me, I try to, I don't wait for once a year. I try to do it, uh, on a regular basis if for nothing else. So that I keep my attitude on the right side. BJ, what, what do you think? Why, why is it so important to take stock? Um, I just think it's good for overall mental health. I mean, um, you know, I always, um, I'm not always, but I would say more times than not, I'm, I'm thankful for what I've got, uh, where I'm at in my life, uh, you know, family, friends, business and stuff. It just, you know, like your dad said, if you focus on the negative, it just brings you down, uh, gets you in a funk and you're a lot less productive. Um, I don't think you treat people the same way, or at least uh, the feeling that you're not treating them well, because, you know, you might be uptight and, you know, crabby and short with people and stuff, whereas if you're thankful and, and try to be as happy as possible, I think that, uh, you know, flows off onto uh, your interactions with people. So um, I always uh, try to uh, keep that mind in a place where I'm thankful. You know, we we have interactions with our family, even with my wife, where she could be down on a funk. Well, if I try to have that good, positive mental attitude and remind her of, you know, to be thankful for what we have, don't look at this one bad thing because that's going to bring you down. And we kind of do that to support each other, and it, it works pretty well. But uh, um, uh, it, it works for me in life uh, for the most part. You know, we have our moments and we have our days, but if we try to not lose focus on the good stuff and it'll help pull us away from that bad stuff and, and help us, uh, 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 you know, feel much better about life. 
so in in taking stock and appreciating what what we have, um, I think for the companies themselves, showing appreciation to your employees then kind of carries over to your customers. Um, Bill, what are some ways that uh, you you show your employees appreciation? Well. Uh, <clears throat> There's a variety of ways to, to show them appreciation. I'd say that the number one, I actually queried my staff on this one and asked them how I show them appreciation. The number one item that came up was listening to them. And uh, I think setting aside time uh, for meetings is, uh, it sounds crazy. Um, I always thought that meetings were selfish and something that I needed. And it turns out that uh, the staff puts that as number one. Uh, number two was collaboration. Um, number three, behind those two were team building events. And the team building events are everything. The, the most recent one that has become a hot one with us is, uh, is puzzle rooms or escape rooms. The staff really likes those and, and they are great team building. Um, you know, and then there's a million things out there that people do. Uh, everything from axe throwing, the new one, uh, <laughs> to, uh, to uh, you know, cart racing, um, uh, going out and, and having, a, having a, a beer together or a dinner together. Um, the others are showing them respect and acknowledgement. And then the last one on the list, which I thought would have been the first, was benefits. And the benefits that I have set up for my shop, obviously, you know, the 401k, um, we take the 401k a step further and we have a financial planner come in and meet with the staff uh, to go through everything. Um, that they, the, the questions they have, how they should be investing, what it looks like to retire. Then uh, we, we recently did a picture day uh, where I got photos of the staff, but we also got pictures of their families. So we did, we provided them with the opportunity to have family picture day. Um, we also have uh, medical, of course, medical benefits like everybody has. So we took that a step further and we add... Uh, chiropractic care and massage so our staff can have chiropractic care or uh, massage at that uh, unlimited and uh, whenever they like just name a few that's really nice <laughs> I, I've recently found that uh, with my employees honestly a lot of people just want to know that you care just even a little bit if you know how's your day going what's going on with you uh, just a little check-in uh, can mean a lot um, even if you're doing disciplinary things where it's like, look, I'd like, I'd like you to work on this, but if you reaffirm the relationship afterwards, it's, it kind of softens a lot of that disciplinary action and makes them feel like, yeah, okay, I will work on this, you know. Um, Ryan, wh why is it important to take, to take stock this time of year? Well, uh, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of shop owners it can be frustrating at times. We're all at different, you know, uh, parts of our journey. And I don't know, I just know from my own experience, it's really easy to get frustrated. You kind of forget all of the positive things that you've done. And at least for me, you know, motivation, that's, I mean, we need that, whatever kind of keeps us moving forward. And uh, I think you guys have all brought up some really good points on, on, on taking care of our people. Yeah. I just think for me, this industry is tough. You know, it can burn people out and, I'm a big fan of self-help stuff, and I think however you do that, I mean, it's not like the way that I do it works for everybody, but I think, yeah, just uh, you know, finding a method that works for you to really say, hey, this is, um, instead of, you could look at it negative and say, you know, this is a tough industry and these customers and we have a technician shortage, or you could say, hey, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity here, and I love cars. Everybody here is passionate about, you know, cars, and this technology is really interesting. And you can kind of, you know, turn that around. And, you know, that attitude, I mean, yeah, it should hopefully come through in, in the weekly meetings and, uh, you know, in the culture of the company. And sure, Thanksgiving is a great time to just kind of stop and say, yeah, you know, we, uh, we typically take Friday off, too. We've been doing that for years. I give everybody who they have a four-day, you know, kind of chunk of time to really just take a break. And I think, I mean, sometimes it's getting out of the shop for a little <laughs> bit more time than usual. Uh, can give you more appreciation for coming back in and, and then you know, getting all fired up again. I think uh, I, th I think something that Bill teaches uh, is, is super important here. 
um, uh, in in Bill's classes, and Bill, correct me if I'm not saying it, it, it correctly. Um, I, I think he makes a real point as far as management goes that what you do matters, and I mean everything you do. So so not not so we've got we've got some shop owners that um, they don't have a problem screaming and yelling at their employees. And then, you know, a day later, they'll go out and say thank you. And then the thank you is not heard because of the other actions that are going on. Um, you know, you, you, once a year, Thanksgiving, okay, here's a couple of days. Oh, great. Right? I mean, every day of the year, I need to be thankful for the people that I have. And I need to put my behavior in line with what's best for my company. And what's best for my company is what's best for my employees and best for my customers. And if I'm not doing that, if I'm not, if I'm not setting that example, if we don't have that culture, then there, there are things that are lacking in, in my business. And ultimately, I won't keep employees for as long as I would, or I only keep the ones that I can scare enough uh, into behaving. Um, so to me, it's like when, when I when I uh, when I rewrote uh, uh, Bill's class so I could steal some of his materials. Um, and I, and I was looking at that, that part that kind of said, you know, um, uh, they're, kind of, they're watching you. What, what, what you pay attention to is what's going to set the mood in your business. And if you're paying attention to everything that goes wrong all the time, I mean, I'm not saying that you don't discuss what's going wrong, but there are different ways to do that. One way is to say, you guys aren't doing this. You never do this. You, I don't understand. Why, why are you stupid? And, and, and the other way is to go, look, why are we not doing this? And, and what's it going to take for us to do this as a company, whatever that is? <laughs> and, and to me, you know, when you think of all the, the things that employees care about, do they want a day off on Friday? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they would love that, right? Um, do, they want to, do they want to get paid for it? Yeah, that's even better, right? But I don't think if you're not day-to-day being thankful for your people and day-to-day giving them uh, appreciation. And, and, and as Bill said, listening to them and paying attention to the things that are important to them, I don't think that you win the, I don't think you win the prize. Uh, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that you have the, the, the culture that you really want to have unless you're able to do that. I think our team, right? Our team is our lifeline, right? So they need to feel that way, feel appreciated and know that we care. Right? It's easy to say thank you, good job, uh, you know, once in a while, but uh, we need to go above and beyond, and they make them feel more appreciated at times, right? Like Bill said, company outings and, and things like that, you know, team building stuff, right, that we do on an ongoing basis. I think it yeah. goes a long way. Yeah. I feel like uh, one of my biggest roles in the position that I'm in is, is to take care of my team. I think that's a big duty that I've got kind of engraved is like, I need to make sure that my team is okay. I need to make sure that they're taken care of and they have what they need to do to do their job Uh, rather than commanding and and saying, do this. I say, what do you need? How can I help you accomplish this and help them work towards personal goals and spend the time to listen and engage with them? Um, Yeah, I I think it's really important that we don't, say to ourselves, oh, it's, it's Thanksgiving time, I need to give thanks, but that we make it a um, habit habit throughout the year. And, and, and thanks happens in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, a nice bonus. Uh, yeah, here's a massage. Um, hey, wow, you did a great job on that. Um, and, and really meaning it. And, and then also making them a real part of your company where they have input and they can make a difference and they can see that they can make a difference. I, I think really matters. <clears throat> I, I'd love to transition into my next question. Now uh, that we've kind of covered employees here, what does it, what does it say to your clients when you do show your employees appreciation? Uh, Bill? Uh, what does it say to your clients when you show appreciation for your employees? Um, it shows that they're gonna, you're going to take great care of their car. <laughs> That's the short story, right? Uh, employees that are well seen to are happy, and happy employees are going to do great work. Uh, it certainly, it's, it's reflective of, of your culture. If, you're, if your culture is so strong that your 
customers can see that you that you take great care of your employees, that's a pretty strong culture, right? I mean, how how are they going to know? How how's a customer going to know that you take good care of your employees? Because well, your employees are either going to brag about where they work, or they're just going to be generally happy, um, and certainly from time to time you can toot your own horn and talk about it, but really the proof's in the pudding. Um, and I think that, uh, that a shop that takes great care of a car and that people are really satisfied with as a, as a shop, they're probably going to make some assumptions about the way the employees are taken care of. Yeah. Ryan, somebody, oh. I gotta, I gotta add because Go it's just so, it's so apropos. There's some online discussion right now um, about pricing and, and using tools online that price shop shops and stuff and and uh, and then there's always the you know hey I can be cheaper I'm gonna I'll I'll lower my price so that I keep this job and and, and what I would say is man if my employees are not well taken care of and I mean in a lot of ways not I mean financially are they paid well. Uh, I mean, do they have a nice benefit package? But I also mean, do they have a nice place to work? Is the shop clean? Is it is it bright? Is is it air conditioning or heated? Uh, you know, is it is it safe? Um, do they have the tools they need, the education they need, all of those things? And then, does the boss or the environment uh, make them feel good about being there? Um, you know, I, I I I like coming to work, man. There's snacks in the icebox, and I can get what I want, or or uh, I like coming to work because uh, everybody's pretty happy there, and, and it's a fun place to be, even if I don't like the music they play some some days. Um, but but I think if if you're not charging enough and you're not making enough, there's this tension uh, that's created with the owner, and there's this tension that's created, and the employees aren't getting what they need, and the, and the customers, therefore, then don't get what they need. I mean, we need to... We need to be higher priced in our industry, if for no other reason, uh, to 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 be able to provide all the things that we should provide uh, for the people that work for us, so our customers feel it all, because they do or they don't based on how we how we act and what we what our employees do and say on a day to day basis. I don't, you know, I think by showing appreciation to my employees. They're happier with my customers. Uh, uh, they're more likely to do what needs to be done. Um, they're more likely to take ownership, you know, and all of those things are good for me as a customer, uh, as a company. And then they're good for my customers because my f customers feel how passionate my employees are about my business. So if you, if you're evaluating yourself properly and, and you can get enough income and, and th that allows you to take care of the employees and the employees then can take care of your clients and then your clients will feel good and want to do more business with you. Um, I love it. I, I'd love to ask you guys uh, if you're enjoying this topic, if you want to share any of this, please do that on Facebook. I'd love to uh, give a shout out to Ben Shelton and, and Rocky. Thanks for uh, joining in. Um, so, so how do we transition that to customers? What are ways that we can, I mean, obviously you take care of your customers. You're going to do the best work for them. How can you go above and beyond to really show your customers appreciation? Ryan, I'm going to give this to you. Sure. You know, I think there's a lot of standard answers. I mean, there's fix the car correctly, fix the car right the first time. I think of a maybe a bigger picture. My wife and I have a little game that we play when we're out and we are, we're consumers as well. We, you, everybody watching this, we are consumers. We buy products and we buy services. And we might be at a restaurant or a store and we notice something, something small. And, you know, we just notice it or maybe we complain to each other about it. The joke is we call it, we're going to start this thing called unsolicited opinion. So we're just going to go and we're going to tell you what you really ought to be doing. And everybody does this, right? And <laughs> you take note of things. You, you go through and the service isn't quite kind of what you want. And, one of my one of my heroes out there was Steve Jobs. I think he he wasn't the only one, but he I don't know. He thought about the customer experience. What does it mean, you know, if you're buying this product? And you know, he was known for some things like 
putting the product in a white box and making opening the box part of the experience as opposed to just having a cardboard box. And I think, I just think about that. When I'm thinking about appreciating the customer, uh, I get a little excited about just that experience and really thinking about the whole chain. How did they hear about us? What would they hear about us? What would somebody say, you know, when they come and they, you know, are on our website and when they come into our shop, you know, what is that whole, you know, and basically it's kind of a roundabout way of saying, this is an experience and I want to show how appreciative I, I am of their business by giving them this really great experience. And I think a lot of people don't understand that that's actually a, a, a I don't want to say like a monetizable thing, but if you pay attention to your own decisions, when you choose to purchase a product or a service, you will notice that you are willing to pay a little more and you have a really great experience. It might be 5% more, 10%, 20%. But when Cecil's talking about, hey, we need to charge what we need to charge, so we can take proper care of people, a lot of a lot of people get hung up on that. And go, well, I can't, you know, and if, if if you can't change your price, the only thing you can do is try to add more value to justify that price. Like this is kind of what I need value to charge added. in order to value added, right? And so just looking at, you know, I'm appreciating my customers by basically trying to give them all the value I can. And again, we have these off-the-shelf values like, hey, fix the car right. We need good technicians. They're hard to find. You need to take care of their transportation. This is a huge one. Uh, some people are big on gifts and they do stuff like that. And I mean, I could talk about that for a while. I'll let some other people talk about that stuff. But I think for me, the, the part that I'd like to add would just be really, really going in depth and putting yourself in the place of your customer. Because you get used to your own shop. You don't see it with a fresh set of eyes. But what you do see is your own experience out there, uh, especially if I have to get a service done. You know, if I have to go somewhere else and pay to have an appliance, whatever it is, I'm always, you know, paying attention. What are they doing? What made me feel good? And typically, if I find something I like, I implement that, you know, in my own store. I love it. BJ, what, what is something extra? What's, what's a little bit of added value? How, how do you go above and beyond to show clients appreciation? <clears throat> Showing the customer the appreciation? Yes. Well, I think uh, uh, Ryan said it pretty eloquently there. I mean, I think you really need to think about it. Um, like you said, just fixing cars isn't, isn't good enough, right? It's that experience. How do you want to be treated when you go somewhere, right? Um, you know, rental cars, loaner cars, uh, Uber, uh, washing the cars, the gifts. I mean, those are all the things that you can do to add that value. You got to make them feel really good when they're there. Take care of them. Right. Uh, and so when they see you taking care of your employees uh, and you're taking really good care of them, that's going to make, make them want to come back and see you again. So it's the whole experience. Um, you can't just do a piece of it. You're just going to be mediocre. Right. Uh, and we want to be the best. So we have to constantly be thinking of things uh, and putting ourselves in their shoes. Um, and, you know, how do we how do we like to be treated? We need to make sure we treat them that way or better. Yeah. I think there's this there's this statistic that I've had that I've heard for a thousand years when I was uh, first learning, you know, 18% uh, of my clients are going to leave me this year and a few of them are going to die and some are going to move and some are going to be stolen and we're actually going to screw some cars up and not fix them right and we're going to lose some that way. But the statistic says that 58% um, or, or excuse me, 68%, more than half of the clients that leave my business will leave because of indifference. And uh, uh, I think that's not the indifference of the client to you. It's, it's, it's the staff and, and you and, and whether you're indifferent to them. I can't be indifferent. Every customer that walks through the door needs to be important to me. Uh, and I don't, I don't mean in the sense that uh, I'm gonna discount my price so I don't lose this guy or this guy doesn't go somewhere else. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is, if we're going to do business together, your concerns become my concerns. Uh, your car needs to be fixed right, which, by the way, no matter how good we are, we're not always going to do perfectly the first time, but I guarantee you the second time we're going to get it right. Um, it means that if you need a ride or you have a, a, a concern about safety or whatever, I have to make that my concern. And I think if you do that and you do that really well, I think your clients understand that uh, that you care about them and they feel that. And uh, I think you're going to be very, very successful 
no matter what business you're in, no matter what you're selling. I'd love to uh, add, Ben uh, just added a comment down below. Kelly and I had tossed around the idea of renting out a theater for the Star Wars launch and giving tickets to the top customers. Do, do a, customer a customer appreciation day. Uh, I've also heard of skincare salon hosting a customer appreciation event open to anyone uh, or a wine and food tasting. Bill, how do you feel about that? Am I on? Yes, I am. Yes, you are. I think it's I think it's great. There's there's no there's there's no wrong answers uh, to showing appreciation. Some people may not um, appreciate the one thing as much as another, uh, but but this was one of the you know as I was thinking about this this podcast today, really what it comes down to is is I can find fault in in any ways of showing appreciation but we just need to continue to show the appreciation we we need to continue to make the effort uh as cecil was speaking something that came to mind a customer that i i won from another shop several years ago came to me and she said um you know i was at that other shop uh for the last couple of years and and recently i missed a, an appointment i didn't show up and i didn't call them and they didn't even care that I missed the appointment. Her point was that she missed the appointment. They didn't call her to check in with her and see why she missed the appointment, if she wanted to reschedule. And, you know, it, it, half my mind said, are you kidding me? You, you stood them up, you no-showed, and they're supposed to show you appreciation? Yes. You're, they're supposed to check in on you. But I don't that basically just said that, that you were an afterthought. You were not something that was a priority to them. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I think when we, we talk about this, this kind of an issue, our consistency in who we are and, and, and therefore our culture in who we are, if we really care about every customer, do we care about the ones that don't make their appointments just like we care about the ones that do make their appointments? And the answer is yes. Yes, uh, Absolutely. When we, when we inspect cars, you know, uh, uh, do we care about inspecting the car on the customer that's our best customer that always buys everything uh, as much as we care about inspecting the car on the guy that never buys anything, right? Are we, are we car inspectors? Do we inspect them or not? You know, do we care enough about our job and about taking care of our customers and their cars that we do our job consistently and correctly as often as possible. And again, I don't believe in hundred percent. I know I'm going to screw up, but you know, if we care about booking the next appointment, then we care about booking the next appointment with every customer because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, and not because today I'm not as busy as I was yesterday. And so today I have time for it. You know, we have clients that, that you talk about customer callbacks and yeah, we do them sometimes. Well, well, wait a minute, because if you do them sometimes and you don't really care, it's not a, it's not a, you haven't, you haven't got it in your culture that it's important to call that customer and make sure that they're happy with the service that you provided. Um, you're only doing it because it's some task on some list as opposed to it's mandatory. It has to be done. It's the right thing to do. So I, I think a really great point early on in, in what Cecil was saying was consistency. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the, the one place that I would um, warn the, the idea of um, giving the top customers um, a benefit like Star Wars or, or whatever it is, is you need to do it in a discrete fashion where those who are not a top customer are not left to feel unappreciated. Um, it, it, same as we recently in, in, in our town, it's, it's difficult. Uh, it's always difficult to wash cars for people, but, uh, we have, we have special requirements in California, so on and so on. Um, and, uh, so we were knocking around how, how we could accomplish washing cars. And, and I ultimately decided not to, because I could not find a way that we could be consistent with that product with that as a service during the, during the winter time when it's snowing, uh, you know, during the summertime when we're busy, 
you know, oh, well, just, just wash the cars if they spend more than X number of dollars. Oh, okay, well, that's weird. So this time I spent $1,000, you washed my car. The next time I got an oil service and you didn't wash my car, it's, it's inconsistent. So, so just be, be aware of the consistency, as Cecil said, and be sure uh, that if you do appreciate one person where you do not appreciate another, that you're discreet about it. I think it's kind of like in a relationship. Um, I always say relationships are not 50-50. A relationship's 110% and 110%. You, you give 110% no matter what you get back. Um, if you don't do that with clients, if, if, it's, if it's a tit for tat or I'm going to trade you this, you're going to do this and I'm going to do this, I, I think you lose. I think it has to be I'm here to do what needs to be done and I'm going to do what needs to be done uh, um, and, and, and if that's washing the car, it does it can't matter if it's snowing or if it's not snowing or, or whatever, I'm going to uh, need to, if, if you wash my car, when I spend a thousand, you don't wash my car. When I spend a hundred, I start to wonder if you really care about me or you just care about the thousand. And I need to send the message as an owner that I care about the person, uh, not the thousand and the thousand will show up. It'll be there. What would, um, actually, I'm going to do a, a, a short commercial break and then we'll get back into it. Um, we've got a class coming up uh, December 6th and 7th, Making the Shop Run Easier. It's a systems and processes class about kind of managing the business as a whole. This class is all about developing the systems and processes necessary for a successfully operating shop. Not only will you learn to develop your own systems and processes, but we'll be given some of the leading practices from our workflow to office management. Shops that have a good process and procedures run by themselves with minimal involvement, freeing up your time. Join us December 6th and 7th and start creating a self-sufficient shop. I also wanted to, to say that we are releasing very sh shortly, probably next week, uh, our list of, of classes for 2019 with, with full registration and, and everything set for you guys. So you can start planning out 2019 uh, education-wise. Um, Back to this, what, what would you guys say to people who think that a lot of this is just superfluous? It's just extra stuff. They don't need to do this in order to provide good service for their, their customers. They just need to fix the cars. BJ? I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> what would you say to that? Um, I don't know. I've never, I've never been that way. And if, you're, if, you're, if it's just about fixing cars, I don't know how... Uh, successful you're going to be in the long run, uh, but maybe you're successful and you're happy with your success at that point, and that's just good enough. Um, I would say that uh, it's not, for me, it's not a good way to go. Um, I just don't know how you can get by without without doing it. You know, um, but what do you say? Um, I, I would say. Uh, that it's just like Ryan said, people are paying attention. It's happening whether you want it to happen or not. Right. People are feeling appreciated or unappreciated either way. It's like your online presence. It's going to be managed for you if you don't manage it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think whenever we're in a class and we always ask people how many in the room started out as technicians, there's always a majority that raise their hand. And I think there's a fair number of people out there that are doing this because, well, originally they loved working on cars and there is it's a growth process. It's a transition to understand I may have started this way because I love working on cars and that's what drove me, but that's not going to, to take me to, you know, a, a future point unless I'm going to just continue, you know, say I want to be a solopreneur or a one person operation. That's one thing, but yeah, most of the people I think who are watching and who are, uh, you know, in this kind of circle have grown, you know, they have employees and they're really, there's a mental transition that kind of takes place to where you understand that there are some other pieces of this puzzle that kind of make it work. And it, it can't just be enough to, to work on the car. The best, the best people out there take care of multiple problems. I mean, getting the car fixed is one problem, the transportation, that's another problem. But I think a third problem is, I don't want to say the mental or emotional side of the customer, but they have that need as well. I mean, they need, they have physical needs, but they also especially when you look at the trust uh, problem in our industry, whatever, 60% more of people don't trust automotive shops. So we really have a kind of an extra duty out there to really take care of people's emotional needs, make them feel safe, make them feel that we can be trusted. And so that, you know, 
when they spend that money, they don't feel bad. And, you know, I, that's one of my worst fears is that someone spends a thousand dollars and they spend it. Maybe they felt like they had no choice or they were trapped and they would leave feeling like, Oh man, you know, I got screwed and never come back. And I know it probably happens in my shop and other shops out there, but my hope is that we can kind of take care of that need as well. There's a, there's a thought process going on in my head and it, it's about, it goes back to that kind of that consistency thing. Um, some of us are um, outgoing. Some of us are introverted. Uh, some of us are natural at uh, being bubbly and happy and, and showing the people around us that, that they're happy. Some of us aren't. Some of us uh, struggle with, uh, you know, putting that smile on our face every day for everybody else. Um, what? Ha- how, how's the question... What do you do if you're one of those people that, that struggles with that and, and has a difficult time, um, you know, telling people, hey, I, I appreciate you? And, and not just, I mean, it's, I think, I think it's, it, it carries out through the whole part of, part of your life. So if, if, if you're not, if you don't do it well at home, you probably don't do it well at work. And if you don't do it well at work, you may not do it well for your customers. What do you say to somebody that, that comes in and says, yeah, 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 I know, but, you know, I'm just, my dad never hugged me, you know, and uh, I don't know how to, I don't know how to hug them. Uh, uh, what do you say to somebody like that? I would say practice. <laughs> just start practicing in the mirror. <laughs> do you need a hug, Kent? <laughs> Maybe. No. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting because uh, there's got to be people out there that look at this and go, well, I don't, I don't need to do that. I don't know. I don't understand why people have to have that extra pat on the, on the butt. A lot of that stuff even just leads to success anyway. So if you're coming at this from a completely emotionless standpoint, a lot of those extra things carry in value that people are going to want to spend more money with you. They're going to want to do more business with you. And it's just good for, for your business anyways. Right? I, had an interest, I had an interesting, um, you know, when I hurt my leg, uh, they were going to cut it off. I had multiple surgeries. It was just a... You know, when you have life events like that, where you do a major injury or something like that, you, 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 you shift sometimes. And I made a shift. I decided I didn't want to work around unhappy people. And if I don't want to be around unhappy people, it means that most of the time I need to be happy too. Uh, otherwise I'll, you know, make everybody else in my, in my, uh, in my sphere unhappy. Um, and I'm not saying that I do the best job in the world at that, but I think you have to make some conscious efforts once you're an adult uh, and once you understand that certain things are good for you or they're good for your company or they're good for your customers or they're good for your employees, that, that even though they don't necessarily come natural to you, you just have to do it. You know, you have to learn how to do it. You have to put that smile on your face, even though you don't necessarily want to. Um, anyway. So we've covered employees we've covered customers um and now kind of the the second half of this i really want to get into community and family because that's what thanksgiving is about it's really about the our loved ones and the people that we live near and and just the community itself um and i think we this is the transition from giving thanks to giving back right so instead of just appreciating how can we show it and express it um so what uh Let's go with you, Bill. What does, how, how are ways that you've given back in your community? Oh boy. <laughs> Cause I know you've done a lot. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, gosh, we can't do enough. And, uh, so I'll, I'll start with that and, and I'll, and I'll, I'll begin with my end statement, which is, uh, rising tide raises all ships. We, have to be involved in our communities. If we're going to be around long-term, first of all, being involved in your community shows that you're long-term. It gives you the opportunity to have a say in things um, that are going on in your community, hopefully for the better. Um, the, the ways that we give back uh, are everything from volunteerism to community involvement um, outside of volunteering, uh, meaning things like just being involved in, in uh, one of our 
staff members is involved in local theater. Others coach uh, their kids and, and are, are putting themselves out there. But, but volunteering for Meals on Wheels uh, is something that Sheila does. We both sit on two boards in town. Uh, well, actually, we both sit on two boards each, um, board of directors. And, and it, it's, it's getting out there and, and letting people know where you're from right? I'm from Quality Automotive and Smog. I wear my uniform whenever I go to those things. So, so they know uh, where, um, where there's an auto shop that is, that is supporting the community. We, we also give back by this time of year, we have a, a program called um, Season of Giving uh, promotion, not an original name, but the idea is that four nonprofits are named. If you go on our website, you can see the whole thing. Um, but what you won't see there is we name these four nonprofits. Everybody gets to vote for which nonprofit is going to win the prize at the end. But we also give our advertising to these nonprofits. So we, we spend about $1,000 a month plus in radio advertising. That's about 12 commercials a day. And we give all of those to these four nonprofits who go in and record a commercial. And during that commercial, they, they get uh, their brand awareness uh, out there. They get their brand recognized. People that may not have known about Tahoe Food Hub, that uh, is one of them that we've named this year, that has a farm and actually grows food uh, locally for a variety of reasons because growing food is a good thing to do. Um, so we, we give the advertising to them. We, we've also had probably what's going to turn out to be the, the, the most deadly um, wildfire in American history. I think it'll end up to be one of the largest and most deadly things that's ever happened in the United States of America, um, the fire up in Paradise, which is, which is not far from me. Um, and we have, as a community, come together. But um, as Quality Automotive and Smog, um, we've, we've sent um, trucks down there and with, with trailers full of uh, supplies and gift cards. And, uh, and, and, that's, and that's just something that we do just because, and, and, and it's anonymous. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll finish with that, is um, not everything has to be done publicly. It certainly is good marketing. But a lot of it um, can and should be done anonymously. There is a, the, you know, that's it, it. Whether you're religious or not, there's, you know, the ancients talked about uh, giving back that 10%. There needs to be a portion that is given within your community um, that is not rewarded because you've told everyone about it. It needs to be rewarded on a deeper level, and it will be. And uh, and. And so that, again, the, the, rising, the rising tide raises all the ships. It's, it's it critically important that we do this within our community. Yeah. Ryan, uh, just building on that, what are, what are some ways that may, – maybe I should ask this question because I know that there's got to be shop owners out there that are like, I, I don't know where to start. I'd love to start giving back, but I'm not sure where to start getting involved or what I can start doing. Mm. Well – you know, I think of Bill, because I've been to his shop, and he's in a, a smaller community than I am. I'm probably in a neighborhood of a larger city, and you have people in rural areas. And I think that matters when you're considering the community that you're in and the types of opportunities that you might have. I'll say, being where I am, I'd say a, in like a suburb or a neighborhood of a big city, honestly, I can kind of sit at my desk, and things are going to come across my desk. People will ask for money. We had people that uh, said, hey, we're going to... Uh, sponsor planters to make the street more beautiful. We're trying to bring this community back. The neighborhood that we're in is kind of in a process of being revitalized, which is really exciting to be part of. And so we've definitely contributed there uh, on several occasions. Uh, I had an opportunity, I mean, through the bank that I got a loan from. It was a SBA, Small Business Association. They said, hey, would you like to come and, and help other and talk and have, be on a panel to help talk with other people and to get loans? And I'm like, sure. So, I mean, in a nutshell, I mean, you can kind of say yes to almost everything that comes across your desk, whether it's, you know, hey, or here's a school newspaper. You can sponsor the, uh, the kids' baseball team, and you can have an ad for 500 or 100 or, you know, you just give what you can. It doesn't mean you have to give some large amount, but the fact that you do it. So I personally, I'll take advantage of most opportunities that kind of, you know, come across my desk. 
other than that, you can make some more calculated choices. Uh, I always love it when, when people teach classes, you know, from their shop. I think that's really awesome. You know, there's things like breaks for breast and just, just donating, you know, like Bill said, you know, nonprofits out there. We, I'm trying to remember what it even was. Anyways, we, we got some money a while ago and we decided we wanted to donate it. And so we just kind of went around the shop and tried to figure out which causes everybody here felt best about. And we, um, you know, donated money to that cause. It was actually, I think we had, we had an event, we had an open house at our shop and part of the money that we brought in, um, we chose to donate. So hosting an event, I think that's kind of a neat way too, to say, Hey, community, we're here. You may not know about us. We're going to have this event, you know, on Sunday and stop by and check us out and we'll have some food and, and yeah, we'll donate, you know, some of the money that we, we did some services and some different things that brought in money while we were there. So, um, that's, that's kind of a few of the things that we've done anyways. So what does it do to your dad? What does it do to your company culture when you, you start giving back from your business? I think you're always, I think if you are a good CEO of your company, um, you're always trying to find ways to uh, create the right environment and the right culture within your business. And I think that when you, when you give back, when you make a difference in the world, not only is that great for your statements that you make about your company when you're thinking about hiring and for attracting the right people, but I think the people that you have, uh, uh, you know, appreciate that. I mean, it, it's very interesting to me to talk to the different people that work for us. We have a, a pretty wide variety of people, you know, Bill. Uh, Ryan, uh, shop owners, BJ, he and I have known each other forever. Uh, a little bit older, uh, Kent, uh, uh, you, Jordan, who's new. Uh, you know, we have all these people that work for us in, in, in different aspects of life. And I think that when, I think the thing that makes them excited about the Institute more than anything is the ability to make a difference in the lives of other people in the automotive industry. And I think I think that when you're doing that and you're actively pursuing that and people are actively seeing that happen, that they can be excited about your company. And when they're excited about your company, then they're, they talk different. They carry themselves different. They, they clean up a little more, you know, there's, there's just these little things that happen uh, throughout. But I, I, again, I think you have, you as the leader, whoever that is in your company needs to do it. And I would, I would say, don't wait for, you know, if you're a service advisor working in a company and uh, the boss isn't on the page necessarily, don't wait for him or her. Um, uh, 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 get excited about what you do because maybe your excitement will help their excitement. Uh, I, I just think we constantly need to be talking about and, you know, I mean, I hired someone to come in and, 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 and put on two days here with our staff so that we could figure out who we were and who we wanted to be. And really that's in my own best interest. Um, you know, you look at Bill, he does every year. I know he brings somebody in or he does some special event with his people. Cause I've been one of the people he's brought in and his employees look forward to that. And, and not only is it really great for them and their mentality, but it's wonderful for him. And, and it's good for his clients because they, when they feel differently about their place in the company, they act differently with the clients. Um, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's plenty. We just need to be very passionate about what we do and very much focused on making that difference for ourselves, for our employees, and, and, and for our industry. Kent, I would, I would add on, um, if you yourself aren't available or or it, it may not even be enough for just you to be involved but encourage your staff to be involved uh, find their passions uh, help them to find their passions and and sponsor them um give them the time that they need uh, or the money that they need if it costs to be a part of something um but but get them out there too uh even maybe if they don't necessarily have that idea on their own encourage them yeah, I think that's great. I think it makes the employees feel more connected to their communities, right? And when they feel more connected, uh, there's a study that says 57% uh, 
less turnover uh, when people donate, you know, time uh, or involved in their community events and stuff like that and giving back. I love it. So, I, I mean, we've kind of covered it, but uh, why should you engage in your community? I think it's. I think. I think you're a citizen, and I think one of the most important things is you need to be a good citizen. You need to be a good community member. I mean, if everyone thought in that way, <clears throat> what would our lives be like? Uh, what would our communities be like? What would our industry be like? Um, yeah. It shows that you care. Shows that you care about your community, right? And it shows good social responsibility. That it's not only about making a profit, but when we do, we help those who really need it. I think profit has to be secondary, really, and and that'll be one of the few times you'll ever hear me say that as a consultant. <laughs> I think uh, I think doing the right things and 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 being a good uh, member of your community, and that and that includes a member of your business, uh, the right things within your business. And you know what? All the profit in the world is going to show up at your door. Um, you don't have to worry about profit when you're out there doing the right things and people will, will, will see it. And you don't even have to push it out there. Yeah. I, and, and I'll add on to that. Um, it, you know, it, it's, so if, so if we do take it from a selfish perspective, if you mm -hmm. want people to find you, get out there and show them who you are. Mm -hmm. Create your own deep brand awareness within your community. Uh, if people, the right people, uh, don't know how to find you because perhaps your advertising isn't isn't good enough, this is a way for people to find you and and to to know who you are and to take it back, you know, to to the ancients again. The in in nomadic society, everybody had to give back because some people had more than others. But the fact is, is as a nomadic tribe, if if one person fell behind everybody fell behind. So there had to be this, this support. And, and fast forward 2,000 years, here we are. If you support those around you, it will come back to you tenfold. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to end today's episode in just giving, giving thanks. What are, what are you guys thankful for? Uh, and maybe shift the conversation to the people who support us in what we do, family, friends, um, if, if you guys would like to share uh, things that you are thankful for. BJ? Life, health, and happiness. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm thankful for, for, for lots of things, and I don't think we could, we could ever get it all out. There's just so much. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for, for all the clients that I work with, you know, all the people that we work with on a daily basis. Um, you know, uh, it's just something I love doing, and, it, and it's fun. Um, I like working with the staff at the Institute, uh, all, all great people. Um, you know, we all come to the table with our own, um, uh, I don't know, our own, um, I don't know, best ways of doing things, and we learn from each other. Uh, so that's really cool. And I'm thankful for my family, my wife, kids, grandkids. Um, you know, I'm just thankful on a daily basis, you know. So I just want to say thank you uh, to all those things. I, I would say I'm thankful for my health. I've been on the health journey, some of you know, for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, automotive service wasn't the healthiest choice for me anyways. And, but today I'm uh, happy to be pretty much pain-free and uh, a manageable amount of stress. And so I'm very thankful. Uh, I'm going to be a father in January for the first time, so I'm super excited Woo. about that and my family. I am so blessed to, to have that in my life. And yeah, my the people I work with at my shops and, and all of you at the institute, I couldn't be more proud to just work with a bunch of really high performing people. Uh, yeah, I feel very very well balanced. So those are uh, a few of the things, anyways, I'm thankful for today. Awesome, Bill. Uh, thank you. I'm I am privileged and humbled to work with great people uh, here in my shop uh, at the Institute and with the with the folks out there that attend classes and, and smart groups and what have you I I can't say enough um, you've you've all challenged me and pushed me to be the best that I can be and 2018 has been a, a very successful year both personally and professionally so thank you all for being a part of that 
I'd love to, uh, I'd love to say thanks to everybody, all, all the great people that I've gotten to work with being as young as I am surrounded with incredibly talented people, being able to learn and really get taken under, under some people's wings. Um, the opportunities that I've been afforded in this position, in this job have been amazing. Uh, my staff are all incredibly wonderful people. I love coming to work every single day. They, they make my day and um, it makes it a lot easier to manage them when I know that I can trust them and it, they're they're just awesome and uh my family supports me in everything that i do and i wouldn't be here if it weren't for them uh i've had some hardship a lot of you know and having them as a support system i i would never have made it here if it weren't for them so uh thank you i guess i'm last on the list um you know i gotta thank uh my family because without it, I don't know who I would be. Um, uh, uh, certainly 35 years ago, 40 years ago, I never thunk I would be in a place like this doing what I do. It wasn't on the radar for me. I got to thank God for a, a passion and, and a talent uh, uh, to be able to do what I do and to be able to help uh, uh, shop owners and uh, uh, business owners and and uh, and people, and um, uh, you know I I don't always do things right, but I think that the people that know me know that I'm trying to do things right all the time, and do the right things. Um, I have the greatest staff in the world. I I don't think there's more there's more intelligent, more excited. Uh, more passionate staff about making a difference in the automotive industry and helping shop owners uh, to be successful and to learn the things they need to to be successful. Uh, I, I thank all the people online that are going to watch this and uh, and spend their time with us, and I and I thank you for doing that on a regular basis. Um, I'm happy. I'm healthy. Who'd have thunk it, right, at this stage <laughs> of the game? Uh, um I want to thank all the people in my company because they are so passionate about uh, saving the world, uh, our, our world in, in the automotive. And I want to thank the, those people out there in the industry that have different viewpoints uh, for uh, sharing those with me, even though sometimes I'm a little uh, brisk about it, uh, because it does keep me on my toes and it makes me rethink my position uh, on a regular basis. So uh, we wish you all the best throughout uh, the coming year uh, and we will continue to do everything we can to help you uh, including the uh, the no charge podcasts and we have some other cool training things that are going to be coming out I'm going to be doing 54 uh, shorts that we're going to put out different ideas and we may uh, uh, even have some of the other consultants uh, work into that <laughs> so thank you very much thanks for being here and spending time with us those of you who've watched today, uh, let us know what you're thankful for in the comments below. If not that, uh, just take stock. Uh, ask those around you that you care about to take stock. Sometimes it's good to be reminded to take a step back and look at, at the good things in life. And uh, sometimes people are a little fixated on their issues and being able to get jolted back and say, okay, this is, these are the good things in my life can be uh, really nice. Um, our next episode for the podcast is going to be about business planning, uh, how to plan for the growth of your company for the next year. That's going to be on the 5th, December 5th on Wednesday um, at 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, you can check out other episodes by going to institutesleadingedge.podbean.com or find us on iTunes and Spotify by searching The Leading Edge. Look for the gear with the mic and the headphones. Submit, you guys can submit questions even or topics that you'd like us to cover and our consultants to cover uh, directly through Facebook or by emailing us at institute at ifrabe.com. Uh, those of you who are watching this and are not a part of the Institute group, uh, join other top shop owners in the discussions about running a successful shop. It's a group that's on Facebook. Um, like and follow us to keep up to date on the new episodes and content that we're putting out. Uh, like my dad said, we're going to be putting out 54 uh, and we're going to add to that, but it's going to be more geared towards giving back to you guys 
helpful tips, concepts, and, and educational pieces that we can just give out. Um, special thank you to those who have submitted questions in the past. Um, again, thank you guys. Uh, thanks, thanks to the panel for showing up today and, and spending your time here on, on the leading edge. Thank you guys. Have a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Join us next time on The Leading Edge as we get into business planning for the new year. Catch us at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on December 5th. Subscribe at institutesleadingedge.pondbeat.com so you don't miss out. Or find us on iTunes and Spotify at The Leading Edge. Join the Institute group on Facebook and get advice from other top shop owners as well as our experienced consultants. Brought to you by the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Thanks for listening.